Hello, and welcome to Grand Canyon Echoes, the voice of District 3 Toastmasters. Hello, this is your podcast host, Don Griffith. This episode features a rebroadcast of a recording made at the District 3 Spring Conference in 2018. Phoenix Business Radio's Karen Nowicki was there to interview our members, and she has generously allowed us to reuse those recordings. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live today from the Sheridan Crescent Hotel in Phoenix, Arizona. And I have the distinct pleasure to be with District 3 Toastmasters today. And our first friend to stop by our radio booth today is Don Griffith, who is the former International Director for Toastmasters from 2012 and 2014, but a longtime Toastmaster member right here in the Arizona. I'm making that assumption Actually, though, Don, welcome to the program. Thank you. Have you always been in Toastmasters in Arizona, or have you been in other states as well? I joined Toastmasters in 1997, and I'd been living in Arizona for about 20 years before that. So all my Toastmasters is Arizona. Wow. And how many conferences like this one have you attended? Can you even count? (laughs) Well, I can give a guess. I've been in Toastmasters for 21 years, and I've gone to just about every conference, which works out to 35 or 40 conferences. Wow. So that's commitment. <laughs> and we also talked about the commitment being a someone who holds an office uh, as an international director and really any of the roles that folks play outside of some administration. It's all volunteer, is it not? Yes, it is. So tell us about that. Why would one want to make a commitment uh, of time? Because I know it takes a lot of time uh, to be heavily involved in Toastmasters at a uh, leadership level. Well, Karen, it's When people join Toastmasters, they join for a lot of different reasons. Many come to get the skills for public speaking, and that's what Toastmasters is most famous for. But they soon learn that everything they do in Toastmasters has a leadership development piece as well. Everything they do in their clubs every week has to do with not only becoming a better speaker, but becoming a better leader. They don't realize it at first. It's kind of sneaky. You do it, you, and after a while, you realize, wow, I'm learning how to be more organized, or I'm learning how to be a better listener, or I'm learning how to manage a team. And we op- provide those opportunities in the clubs and beyond. We have a, a structure in Toastmasters that allows members to learn leadership by doing it. By practice. By practice, yes. Yeah. Consistent practice. Right. And we give them those opportunities to, to be a leader And we don't expect perfection. This is not a job where you have to perform or you'll be fired because it's a volunteer group. And we find the folks who gravitate to the leadership positions and there are plenty of opportunities for them to to shine. I'd imagine that uh, a Toastmaster member would greatly benefit, even if it's a, a small role in leadership, to take on a role to stretch and to grow. Would you agree? I mean, would that be a recommendation? And, and if so, after how many months or years would you recommend getting involved at the leadership level? Well, you know, as with anything in life, it depends on the individual. Everybody has a different set of tools. Some people are more assertive, others are quiet. Some people have some experience leading in maybe in their business or in their church association. Others have none at all. 
And we provide the opportunities and the mentoring. Our members who have gone before provide that encouragement, that mentoring, the teaching. I have personally asked members to think about stepping forward. I had one young man who was in our club. He'd been there for about two years, and it was time for officer elections. And in the club, we have a president and vice presidents and so forth. And we needed a vice president, or a president, I'm sorry. And I went to Tim, and I said, Tim, I think you would make an excellent president. That's pretty much all I said. Hmm. He had never heard such a thing before. And he thought about that. And the next week, he said, yes, I'll, I'll run for president. You planted the seed. I did. And he just needed the encouragement from someone who he respected. And he was a great president. He wasn't perfect. We all, none of us are perfect. We will make mistakes. I like to tell new people in Toastmasters, this is a place where you can fall flat on your face and it won't affect your paycheck. <laughs> right. And, and let's talk about the feedback piece of Toastmasters. That was one of the things that I loved to hear so much when I had the District 3 uh, trio mm -hmm. in for an interview into the studio. How important is that feedback, uh, both on the receiving end and giving end? Without the feedback component of Toastmasters, we would not have survived. Okay. The, the organization's almost 100 years right. old. And it thrives on learning by doing and then getting positive, effective feedback. And we call it evaluation. In a club meeting, we'll have a speaker, and they will have prepared their speech ahead of time. They give that speech, and then within minutes, they will have another member stand up and give an oral evaluation. What did you do well and why? What can you do to improve and how? encourage them. Whether the speaker is brand new, giving their very first icebreaker speech, or whether it's a veteran who's spoken hundreds of times, there's always something to learn. And the evaluation piece is what keeps Toastmasters moving forward. And to go back to something you said a few minutes ago, Don, with regards to just becoming a better person overall with Toastmasters, that feedback piece it's critical, not only for the longevity of Toastmasters as an organization, but also us as lifelong learners, right? How often do we find ourselves in either a personal situation with a spouse, a child, a teacher, a coworker, uh, let alone in a Toastmaster club environment where we need to be on the receiving end or delivering end of, of feedback? And we're not always so great about that, are we? <laughs> I've always kind of felt that we humans are hardwired to, to be negative on the feedback department. Yes. It's so easy to tell people what they're doing wrong. And when you do that, yes, you, you can have perhaps some limited success in correcting a mistake or getting future behavior to change. But I have found that the positive approach, and, and it's not all just motherhood and apple pie either. We don't give evaluations uh, to say, oh, you were wonderful. Uh, I loved everything. I can't think of a single thing to improve. That's not an evaluation. That's just flattery. Mm -hmm. And flattery can only take you so far. But yes, you're right. When you teach people how to be good speech evaluators in Toastmasters, that goes across their, their profession, their interactions with people. If they 
take those lessons to heart. And because uh, being a member of Toastmasters is an ongoing uh, commitment and camaraderie within your club, you have that opportunity over and over and over again. So maybe some of the initial sting that we might feel with feedback, even though it's delivered, kind of sandwiched between, hey, here's what you did well, here's the feedback and area for improvement, and then here's another note around what you do well, that peace. Like for me, when I was speaking, uh, working for the school districts, I used to get kind of caught up in the negative feedback (laughs) because as you pointed out, it it just, even though I wanted to hear the great stuff, I would automatically, my eyes would go to the the survey or whatever it is, and I'd look for the negative negative stuff, right? We just were conditioned to do that. So if, if you're in a Toastmasters club, you have the benefit of learning how to feel the sting maybe that, and not everybody's like that, but I know I am, where, oh my gosh, oh, that wasn't perfect, or, or maybe I missed the mark here, or gosh, I completely forgot about this. And the more opportunities that I have to stand in front of a group and to learn how to communicate effectively and be a better listener, then the easier it gets and the, the stronger I get my skill set, right? Absolutely. Listening is another skill we teach. Many of the things we do in our clubs revolve about listening. Maybe it's something simple. We have what they call the awe counter. That's a person in the club who's listening for members who say um and awe and er. And usually most clubs have some sort of little bell sound or maybe a clicker just to remind the member. And it's a, it's a process of helping people to eliminate those filler words. Well, that's does two things. And I've always felt that Toastmasters, everything we do has two purposes. One is to get the job done, whatever that is. Maybe it's finish the meeting on time. But the other is learning a leadership skill. Counting Oz is easy. Actually, it can be hard if you're not paying attention. But listening. Later, more advanced listening, like being an evaluator, you really have to listen to your speaker. Not only what they said, but how they said it and what wasn't said. And it's a process that takes time. Our newer members need to be taught by repetition and by giving them opportunities to do it, to be better evaluators. I have mentioned a handful of times since I've gotten to know Toastmasters through the course of this year, having them as guests at the studio, how impressed and inspired I am by not only the longevity of Toastmasters internationally, but the skill set and the personal as well as professional growth that members have, again, amongst family. Uh, yeah. Family who will give that candid feedback, mm-hmm. who will lift you up when you're feeling afraid or, or a little bit nervous or maybe you've stumbled, but also there to celebrate your successes when you've started to nail some of the things and areas that you've been working on. What is your personal experience after all these years If someone were to ask you, what's your favorite part of Toastmasters through the eyes of a former international director, what would you say, Don? Well, just what we've been talking about, the evaluation component. When it's my turn to be an evaluator or to lead the evaluation portion of the meeting, I usually preface it with a remark, this is where we get better. Mm -hmm. This is the part of Toastmasters that makes the difference for our members. And we then launch into the evaluation. I have seen tremendous growth in all of our members. We have a brand new member in one of my clubs who came in. It was literally a drive-by. He, he drove by our restaurant on his bicycle. And we had our sign out in front of the restaurant. He stopped. He came in in the middle of the meeting, sat down, and we invited him in. So we only got half the meeting. At the end of the meeting, he joined. 
my. He needed Toastmasters. He knew he needed it. And he has some challenges that most people would look at and say, you're not ready or you can't do this. He's already demonstrated in his first icebreaker speech. He's got tremendous depth, and we just have to help him pull that out. And that will happen with good evaluation. And his evaluation of that first speech was marvelous. Our other member, Carl, gave an outstanding evaluation that didn't sugarcoat anything, and it also didn't didn't criticize him about anything he did. He basically praised what he did well, praised his the willingness to work with his mentor ahead of time to help get the speech ready. And that's the other thing that we do is we offer mentors to our members. And sometimes those mentors stay for a lifetime. I'm fascinated by that story, especially the fact that he just happened to be riding by on his bike and something called to him. Yeah. I, I love hearing that. Have you had a chance to engage with a new Pathways program? Yes. And what do you? how do you feel about that? I was certainly impressed and, and inspired by that. I think it's a great program. I personally have started it and starting to work on it. It's a work in progress. It's new. And people in general, when something new comes in, you get a mixed reaction. Some people are ready to go. They're early adopters, and they're all for it. Others want to watch and see. But it's a program that's going forward. I will tell you that one of the more interesting elements of this, it's really a curriculum. And I like to, to tell people it's like going to college. And you pick a major. When I went to college, I, was, I wanted to be an electrical engineer. So I knew I had to take courses. But I had to take basic courses first and then more advanced courses. And then when I got to my junior and senior year, I got to pick electives and really get into the field. Well, Pathways is a, the same model. You choose what they call a path, and that path could be something related to leadership or perhaps communication, perhaps organizational theory. That would be like me choosing a major. And then we start in, and you have what we call levels. I look at that as my freshman year, my sophomore year, and so forth. Within each level, there are projects. Well, this is like my courses that I take. And just like in college, you can't skip from freshman year to senior year unless you're very, very brilliant and you don't really need to be there at all. You, In Pathways, we go step by step, guiding the members through. And it's a great program. We're working out the bugs and any new program. I don't care whether it's a new car or a new software program, or a new education system in Toastmasters. It'll have a few bucks. Sure. But that's okay. We've it's got, expected. Yeah, we've got good people working on it, and we're going to make it better. And, and the potential with it is that it, it doesn't take away from a club, but it helps continue the learning and specifically put folks on a track or a pathway for what their personal goals are. Yes. Love yes. that. Much like the example you gave mm-hmm. uh, as, as compared to choosing a major uh, at the university. I really am pleased that you got to be on Phoenix Business Radio with us today, and uh, I appreciate you coming over and making sure we had that time together since we knew this was going to happen and you're our first friend to stop by the the studio uh, while we're here at a remote broadcast. One tip uh, that we haven't thought of to share for someone who might be fairly new to Toastmasters or maybe hasn't become a member yet, and uh, they're, they're considering it. Any lasting thought that you can leave us with? Well, not everybody has heard of Toastmasters, and so when 
sometimes people have a need. Maybe they have a development need at work. Your boss has given you a annual review, and it may be a great review, but there's something down near the bottom for development actions that says public speaking or leadership development. If you're in that situation, seek out Toastmasters. It's really easy. Toastmasters.org. It's a worldwide organization. It's well-organized. It's established. It's mature. And you'll have clubs in your area. It's a local phenomenon. It's, it's not a university. It's, even though I use that, that model, it's not a seminar. It is an experience. It's and a, a lifestyle, I it's think. A, it becomes a lifestyle for some people. You come, I, I came for the skill development, and I stayed because of all the people and all of the things I see and the advantages and the improvements that happen to our members. And I discovered the leadership path and really enjoyed giving back and helping our, our group be prepared. Love it. I know you've got a busy day ahead. There's a lot of exciting breakout sessions, another keynote and awards. And uh, I think even the uh, the new candidates who mm-hmm. are uh, having an opportunity to express their desire for making a difference in leadership. Right. So again, I thank you so much, Don, for taking time with us here this morning. And I hope we'll get to have you swing by the studio someday and, and have a longer conversation with us. Great. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. You bet. You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live at the District 3 Spring Conference at the Sheridan Crescent Hotel. Until next time, thanks for listening. Toastmasters International and all other Toastmasters International trademarks and copyrights are the sole property of Toastmasters International. This podcast is independent of Toastmasters International. It is not endorsed by, sponsored by, affiliated with, or otherwise connected with Toastmasters International other than for the use of the name Toastmasters International.